Rusty Quill presents. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is entry number 010. Wait, entry number 10? Is it 10 or entry 010? Whatever. This is entry number 10, titled What's in the Safe, written by an exchange member going by the name of Saturday, recorded by Jess Seagard. Last year, I managed to scrape together a six-week vacation. It started in late June and went all the way through July. It took a lot of overtime and saving up, but it was going to be a magical time. I'd bought a new car and was going to drive state by state to visit friends and family. You know, the aunts and uncles you haven't seen for a decade. The cousins. The childhood friends. I had it all planned out. Five days before the vacation started, those plans changed. I was coming back from lunch and a sedan blasted through a red light as I crossed the road. It clipped my left side, snapping my knee and shin bone. Did some pretty nasty damage to my left elbow as well. So all my packed bags were abandoned in the hall, and my new car was left to collect pollen dust in the driveway. It took me an entire afternoon just to call everyone and cancel on them, one by one. Maybe next year, right? So my magical summer was turned into an involuntary staycation. I live in a townhouse, great location about a ten-minute walk off Main Street. The house is split into three parts, each one a separate space. I lived on the top floor. Three rooms and a kitchen. Not much, but spacey. There's an identical setup for the space on the ground floor, but 
that place hasn't been rented out in two years. The townhouse is constructed in a way that the various floors are independent of one another and have their own entrances, making it a sort of apartment complex in a way. There's also a smaller space in the basement. One room, one kitchen, a bathroom. It was supposed to be used as a temporary space for the landlord's kit, but they found some serious water damage and had to do some work on it. They figured they might as well do some touch-up on the plumbing as well. All this work, of course, coincided with my staycation. So not only was I supposed to stay at home for weeks on end, but I also had to do so to the sound of constant machines. Jackhammers, concrete saws, cars going in and out of the driveway all day long. After just one day, I could tell exactly what sound came from what machine. We also have this security system. If the door has been closed more than 10 minutes, it locks up, and you have to input a code to get the warning beep to stop. That warning beep went off at least two times every hour. I could hear that goddamn beeping in my nightmares. I tried to make it work. I got some ear protectors and tried to stream some shows with subtitles, but I could still feel the shaking. Temperatures were just south of 100 degrees, but I couldn't open the windows, or the construction sound would just get amplified. So I was stuck inside, in complete and absolute misery, with nothing but this droning machine torture as company for weeks on end. All the while, I could see my packed bags waiting for me by the door with nowhere to go. I could barely move. With some effort, I could make it to the bathroom, kitchen, and then back to bed. I had a friend of mine come by with some groceries about every third day, but most of the time I was on my own. I would count the minutes until the repairmen clocked out. That was my only time of day to get some actual rest and to watch something with the sound on. It was one of those nights when I was up re-watching The Sopranos when I heard yet another car come up the driveway. It was somewhere around 11 p.m. As soon as I heard that grating motor, I got this Pavlovian response to cover my ears. It was just a car, but after living through nothing but construction noises all day, I couldn't bear the thought of the slightest inconvenience in the after hours. I hobbled over to the window, ready to get into a scream fest. If I heard a single bang of a hammer, I'd be filing a noise complaint. I was on edge and, frankly, exhausted. Just standing up, even with a cast, felt like having glass shuffled around inside my broken leg. And the itching. Gotta ignore the itching. But when I got up to the window, I saw something I wasn't prepared for. One of the repairmen had brought his private pickup. He had brought his teenage son along. Together, they started unloading what looked to be about 20 pounds of planting soil, a box of candles, and about a dozen arm-length lead pipes. I was dumbfounded. I'd been readying myself to get into a screaming match, but now I was just confused. They went into the basement in waves, carrying everything inside. Then they just stayed down there for some time. At least two hours, maybe more. I watched them as they left. They seemed excited. The sun was moving back and forth, making wild gestures, and the dad kept smiling and nodding. When they drove away, they turned up the music and kept the windows rolled down. They were having a little 
party of their own. The next day, no one showed up. It was a Wednesday, and they should have been there, but no one came. All the tools were left outside. They were far from done, the driveway was a mess, and there was plenty of work to be done. Still, I couldn't complain about having a quiet afternoon for the first time in literal weeks. I spent the day without my ear protectors, re-watching all the Jurassic Park movies. That night, two cars pulled into the driveway. The guy with the pickup from the previous night, and an old mud-colored sedan. Four people in total, none of which I recognized. Two guys, two women, all of them somewhere in their 40s and 50s. I couldn't see what they brought, but it was entire bags and boxes full of stuff. The only thing I could recognize was a handful of royal blue plastic tarps and rope. They were down there for hours. I hobbled over to my front door to listen to what they were doing, but all I could hear was speech and a little cheer every now and then. At one point, someone exclaimed something and the others laughed. It sounded like they were having a good time. I didn't like it. Not one bit. They didn't leave until about three in the morning. I heard them get into their cars, laughing all the way. I was tired enough to almost fall asleep standing up at that point, but I decided to do something. I wanted to know what was going on. It took a lot of effort just to convince myself to try. I had my phone with me, just in case. A wrong step could send me right back to the emergency room. I got out the front door hobbled my way to the ground floor and all the way up the side of the house to the basement entrance. Took me about 15 minutes. The basement had been locked up for the night, but my front door keys could open the lock for both the ground floor and the basement. The lock clicked open. More stairs. The ceiling light didn't work, but there was a large flashlight right by the entrance. I grabbed it and continued downward. The air was damp with smells. Mostly soil, but also dust and plastic. The space wasn't supposed to be very large, but they dug out a massive chunk of the ground. It didn't take much effort to see that something wasn't right, though. The entire concrete floor had been ripped open. This was probably part of fixing the water damage. They covered the raw dirt with blue plastic tarps and then started to fill it with planting soil. Along the edges of the dugout hole were lead pipes. They'd been driven into the ground and had a candle placed atop, like standing torches. Twelve of them in total, in a perfect circle. And in the middle of that circle was a safe. It was this massive iron box, like some turn-of-the-century level thing. As tall as a small child. It was balancing in the middle of the room on top of a flat rock, the only space that hadn't been dug out. The safe seemed brand new, like it had been polished and cleaned. It looked like the crew had started to just dig out the floor, but as soon as they encountered this, they excavated it completely. There was a ladder leading down into the hole, but I couldn't use it. Not in my condition. I remember just standing there with flashlight in hand, not knowing what would pop up in front of me next. It felt surreal. There were little details all over the place. 
an empty wine bottle in the corner, little holes in the dirt where seeds had been planted, a watering can by the edge of the stairs. There were blankets covering the edge of the hole, making it easier to sit by, not that I would. I also noticed cigarettes, a radio, and batteries. Candles everywhere, in the exposed pipes, on the floor, on boxes lined against the walls, everywhere. I tried to make sense of it. Whatever they were doing down there wasn't a part of the job. Still, I had a hard time figuring out what exactly they were up to. Hello? The voice was distant yet clear. I got the mental image of a flower bursting through concrete, something making its way through a barrier. But there was no question about it. It was coming from the safe. I think it was a woman. I'm sorry, are you new here? I leaned against one of the beams for support and fixed the flashlight on the safe. It was large, but not large enough to fit an adult woman. Unless she was crammed in there. I was having a hard time seeing how a voice could come out of it, so I brought out my phone to record it. Hello? Hi. Can you hear me? I caught it on tape and played it back to myself to make sure I wasn't imagining things. I saved the recording. It's a bit quiet, so I enhanced it. You can check it out for yourself if you want, but there's a lot of static. Finally, I decided to speak up. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm here, I said. I hear you. Oh, hi, it said. I'm sure this must all be a bit confusing. Concerning, yes, I said, not sure what to make of it. I pulled out a wicker chair from the corner of the room and sat down. I placed the flashlight on a box, keeping it fixed on the safe. I'm sure it looks quite strange, but you're free to leave at any time. I would certainly hope so. Let's try this again, it said. I'm Angela. No need to tell me your name. I already know it. I've seen a lot of people come down here for the past few days, I said. It's strange. It's mostly harmless fun, Angela said. But yes, I can see how that might be alarming. Yeah, I nodded. Not a lot of people come by construction sites to hang out. Depends. If your favorite band were playing here, you might want to go. Sure, but they're not. They could be. I leaned forward, giving the strange safe another look. I couldn't see any markings. The numbered wheel on the front looked blank. I could show you, if you want, Angela said but I need your consent. My consent to what, exactly? To show you why people come to stay with me, but I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. Will it hurt? Not at all. All right, then. In the blink of an eye, I felt the wind rush towards me. The brightness of the flashlight extended to a wide-open, sunlit afternoon. I heard a roaring engine, 
and I could feel the smooth texture of leather against the back of my naked legs. As I opened my eyes, I was somewhere else. It was an open highway, a sunny day with wind rustling my hair. I was in a car, an open convertible. An old friend of mine was driving. I was in the back seat with my high school sweetheart. I could feel the condensation from an ice-cold bottle in my hand and the warm wetness of a kiss on my cheek. A whiff of her intoxicating shampoo. This wasn't a memory. This was happening right now. Mind if I turn up the bass? My friend called out. Don't want to listen to you make out all day. I immediately lost all reservations. I forgot about everything. I spent hours, maybe an entire day, just hanging out with my old friends. I was younger, stronger, happier. Not a care in the world. Money in my pocket, a pep in my step, not a single cloud in an open sky. It wasn't just pleasant, it was beautiful. Heavenly. We had drinks and dinner at a great barbecue place. Found a neat motel just as we thought about calling it quits for the night. Every sensation filled me with joy. Warm kisses, cold drinks, hugs from an old friend. It bolstered me. Strengthened me. Then... Then it faded away. Sand running through the fingers of my mind, and there I was with a broken leg in a dusty, broken-up basement. I'd been gone no more than 30 minutes, though. It felt like an entire day. Are you okay? Angela asked. I, uh... I didn't know how to feel. It was strange being back, but all the sensations I'd experienced still burned in me. I could feel it in my skin... In my mind, it was amazing. I think I'm good, I said. I don't know what to say. I suppose you want an explanation. Yeah, that... That'd be great. For the next hour or so, Angela told me a story. Back in the day, that safe was just a peculiar thing. It was made back in the times of the Old West, and they'd cast it from a strange metal they'd found in a drained lake. It was supposed to be used as a part of a bank vault, but they noticed the money inside would be slightly changed. At first, it just changed the value printed on the bills, but over time, the changes would become more drastic. Some money would be turned into flowers. Silver would turn to glass. There were Seemingly no rules, except that things would change. So, in one of the many grueling cruelties of the Old West, someone decided to stick a child in there. Hence, Angela. Ever since the safe has been closed, not even Angela can open it. She grew up in a space where there was no need for nourishment, sleep, or breathing. All she knew was the darkness of that alien box, keeping her in some kind of suspended animation. I've dreamt about the outside, she said. I've dreamt about it for so long. Can't we just let you out? It won't open, 
can't. And even if it did, I'm pretty sure that'd kill me. So you're just stuck in there forever. It's not all bad, she said. I can go wherever, be whoever I want. The only world I've ever known is the one where you close your eyes and just live. And I can share that experience with you, my friends on the outside. I, I mean, that was, I've never experienced something like that, I admitted. But this seems incredible. Shouldn't we call someone, do something? I suppose you could, she said. Maybe the police or your landlord. Maybe a, a great scientist. But who's to say they won't put me somewhere bad or use me for something sinister? How do you know that I won't do that? I said. I'm not better than anyone else. I'm a pretty good judge of character, said Angela. And I think the two of us will get along just fine. We chatted for another 30 minutes. Just small talk about everyday life. My job, my relationships, my dreams and hopes. She was very curious and supportive. When I finally had to leave to get some sleep, I couldn't help but long to be back. But before I left, Angela stopped me. Next time, won't you bring me something? She said. It feels good when things change. That's why they bring things here. A poster, maybe some crayons to draw on the walls. Why? I asked. This, the safe. It needs things to change. If they don't, it sort of lulls itself to sleep, bringing me along. So you need an offering. No, nothing like that. Nothing dramatic. Just something that changes the space, makes it look different or feel different. I'll think about it. The following day, the construction noises were back with a vengeance. Louder, seemingly random, and non-stop. They brought in not only concrete saws and jackhammers, but also a small wood chipper. I was exhausted from the previous night and spent most of the day just trying to keep my eyes shut. But there was something else as well. I didn't want to get up. I wanted to stay in bed and dream myself back to that impossible day. The wind in my hair, the open road, all worries so far behind we couldn't see them in the rearview mirror. The real world felt cold to me. Awkward. Like a cocoon wrapped around a struggling insect yearning to fly free. That night, I skipped dinner and went straight for the basement. I was halfway out the door when I stopped to consider Angela's wish. That I'd bring something. I considered skipping it, but there was that tiny part of me that feared if I did, she might not show me that magical space again. But if I did, I was subjecting myself to her wish. Then again, it was up to me and I could make my own choices. I decided to bring her an empty flower pot. The plant in it had long since died and I didn't have a use for it anyway. She seemed to like flowers and dirt, so why the hell not? But the basement door was already open. This time, I wasn't alone.
there were two repairmen down there along with three random strangers. All the candles were lit, casting a warm light across the room, making the shadows dance on the walls. They were all lying on the floor, some inside the pit with a safe, others on the concrete floor. They looked like they were sleeping, twitching, grunting a word every now and then, little chuckles, sighs of relaxation, like the strangest slumber party I'd ever seen. The wicker chair I'd sat in the previous night was waiting for me. I'm glad you came back, said Angela. Thank you for the gift. I figured you'd like it, seeing as you have potting soil and all that. I looked around. Standing among these restless strangers felt wrong. They looked too happy, too content. I felt like the only sober guy at a party. Why do you do this? I asked. What's in it for you? I get to live with you, Angela said, and I can't do it alone. But what's the point? I asked. It's all fake. What's the point of any experience, in the end? She asked. It all goes away with us. Sure, but with that point of view, nothing matters. So let's make the best of it while we can. Wait. The blink of an eye. A sunset beach on a tropical island. Palm trees swaying in a warm breeze. Children playing in the water. Distant strumming on a guitar and the thumping bass of a party. Freshly cut honeydew melon on a platter to my right, and an entire night of possibilities ahead of me. Angela, I said out loud, I... We should talk about this. I knew I wasn't really there. That strange sensation in my stomach was still bothering me, telling me that this was all wrong. Unnatural. But being there, in that moment... I couldn't discern it from reality. This was Angela's dream for me, and she wanted me to be happy. I was already there. Why shouldn't I indulge? Please fast forward the tape to the end of this side. Then turn the tape over, and you're ready to play the other side. Tiny Terrors is an anthology horror podcast produced by Pulp Audio and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. This episode was directed by Cole Weavers, with sound production and editing by Mike Lebeau. To find additional information or to join our Patreon for additional content and ad-free episodes, visit our website, www.tinyterrorspod.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Tiny Terrors Pod. Or join the Pulp Audio Discord by clicking the link in the description below. Rate and review us on Spotify and Apple. And finally, thanks for listening. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 